All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today we have a brand new guest speaker on our show. She may not be new to you, but she is new to our show. And so we have Denise Mange with us. And we're going to be talking about accessing higher frequencies and realms through pets. So some of what we're going to learn with Denise today the ways that our pets have been preparing us for this exact moment in time, how our pets and animals in the wild are handling major energetic clearings on our behalf, why it's so important to leverage portals, access higher realms, and establish our galactic connections at this time, and why being empathic is a benefit at this time, and how it helps unleash and expand, unleash an expanded vision for this new timeline. So for those of you who don't know Denise, like I said, she is new to us, but Denise is a certified dog trainer and pet intuitive. And after a decade of working at some of the most prestigious advertising agencies in New York City, Denise left Madison Avenue to work with pets and their humans, eventually creating her own mindful pet lifestyle brand called Pet Prana. So combining traditional training techniques with energetic considerations of pet guardianship, Denise's work highlights how everyday interactions with our pets have the power to transform us. So we're going to learn a lot more about Denise and her work today as we, again, like I said, are talking about accessing higher frequencies and realms through pets. So please join me in welcoming Denise to our show. Denise, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Laura. It's so great to be here. I've been following your platform for so many years and learning so much alongside you and your guests. So I know this is going to be a really fun discussion. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And you're so sweet. I mean, it's like I we 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 had a discussion yesterday and I just enjoyed our conversation so much. And and you know, I am I don't know what what, what you call it anymore, but I have two for babies, right? So whenever I get a chance to talk to somebody who's working with pets and animals consciously and regularly and and helping both the pets to understand the humans and the humans to understand their pets. Oh, I think it's wonderful because, you know, there are moments when I'm like, I don't know what to do (laughs) with with my pets. So I'm so glad that you are here doing the work that you're doing. And, you know, because it's the first time that you're here with us, um, Denise, can you just take a moment and walk us through your journey to working with pets, working with the higher realms, doing the intuitive work that you're doing with pets and animals and humans, just so that we can get a a feel for who you are and get to know who you a little bit better before we go into our discussion. Absolutely. And I love that you started it off with bringing our pets into more discussions of, you know, mindful aspects of our lives, because I do truly think that that is the new way forward in pet guardianship. And I think everybody here agrees that they're one of our most honest, intimate relationships in our lives. Um, And we can really look to them and work with them leveraging conscious parenting, which is that whole philosophy that we can learn from what they're reflecting back to us and they learn from us, right? It's that beautiful symbiotic together we up level. Um, But I am actually the most unlikely person to be leading this discussion, which is always a funny place to be. Because I grew up in Sao Paulo, Brazil, 
And believe it or not, I never had any pets. You know, we grew in an, up in an apartment building and my dad wasn't very fond of animals. So I always joke around that I got his fair share of animal loving. I took on the extra scoop. Um, but, you know, when I was little, I, I would still feel very connected to animals and insects and animals in the wild. So even in a very urban environment like Sao Paulo, I was downstairs in the lobby just playing with the doodlebugs and the caterpillars. And I think in retrospect, that was really helpful because it really emphasized how no matter how small a being, they have a soul and they have messages to share and we can connect with them. So, you know, growing up, I was very open as many of us were, you know, very intuitive, you know, animal communication was something that now that I know what it is, I was doing pretty regularly. And then of course, life happens, we go through our steps and I ended up in a corporate job in advertising. And, you know, that too turned out to be a very helpful career to go into as far as corporate careers go, because it truly is an empath's career. It's all about tapping into people's emotions, understanding, you know, their unmet needs, what's said, what's unsaid, reading between the lines, and really understanding the symbolism of colors and shapes and, you know, being very intentional about what you put together in an ad or in a commercial. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I did get to a point where the final accounts I worked on was Purina. And I just loved, you know, going deeper on the bond with pets and humans. But it came to a point after a decade where I was like, I got burnt out. My body shut down, said no more. So I got to that point where the universe was saying, you're ready for your next step. And so I thought if I was going to leave advertising, I was in New York City at the time, I'd open a doggy daycare, right? Because everybody needs a place to leave their pets while they're working crazy hours. But I figured since I never had a pet growing up, I should really learn about pet behavior, how to manage them. And so I got certified as a dog trainer. And part of the certification required um, practicum hours where you're working one-on-one -on -one with humans and their pets. And the second that happened, I was like, forget the doggy daycare, forget the brick and mortar. I like this one-on-one -on -one relationship. And so I did that for, you know, a, about a year or so. And I got to that point again, where I was at a crossroads and I said, bossing around pets just is not for me. Like there's got to be something more. This doesn't feel like it fully honors that relationship with our animal companions mm -hmm. and like clockwork, animal communication workshops fell into my um, hotmail inbox, um, you know, and I would go to sessions and I'd start just walking in and I just know things about the human, their relationships, what was going on. So that animal communication started kind of um, happening before I even entered the session. And so kind of long story short, tapped into animal communication, opened back up to my intuitive um, gifts and abilities that we all have as pet parents. Mm -hmm. And um, it happened on a March equinox where I downloaded a whole system which matched up pet common behaviors to the universal themes of each human chakras and how they reflected each. And that kind of became the starting point of starting this mindful pet training technique. And I've never looked back. And then we layer on numerology and everything else that once we start opening up a little, floodgates open. Absolutely. And I think you're doing a wonderful job. We talked about a little bit yesterday when, when it comes to, you know, Neo and Timmy and me and my husband and just how we interact with each other and what... Um, what Neo's teaching me, what I'm learning from Timmy as well, that both of those relationships are totally different, right? And so even what like with with fur babies, to me, they're just the same as children, right? 
So we have a relationship. We, I mean, I love them and I, I, there's no question. And, um, but it's, it's, it's a unique relationship that each one of us has. And as I was saying before we um, started today, today is the fourth anniversary of me bringing Timmy and Neo home. So four years ago today is when we brought Neo home from the shelter. And um, it was such a, a wonderful uh, day experience. And he's been wonderful ever since. We were kind of worried at the beginning. My husband was like, I'm not sure about this. Right, the first two weeks, it's like I'm not sure about this. But then, you know, after the first two weeks uh, of adjustment period, he's been fantastic, and I will say he's a lifesaver for me. And um, he is, you know, the love of my life. I just love him so much. And the, and you know, our connection is so strong, and our bond is so strong. And I always know what he's feeling, what he's thinking, even when you know he doesn't say anything but I always know what he's thinking and feeling, right? So we, we get to know our pets just like we know our children, right? And, and I, I love how you put that. You know, that, that is absolutely the relationship that they've signed up to have with us. Just like the humans in our lives, we have sacred contracts with our animal companions. You know, I truly believe that they're not only here to assist us to grow along in our path, they're here to up-level and grow spiritually as well. So they get to guide us. We get to guide them. We go through our karmic lessons that we've agreed on through our soul contracts and we build. And, you know, sometimes with our animal companions, they are, you know, as we said, they're truly are some of our most honest and intimate relationships. And sometimes we allow ourselves to be more vulnerable and safe with them because with humans, you know, it's very multidimensional with humans, you know, there's expectations, there's, you know, plans, there's, you know, a lot that goes unsaid, there's societal pressures. With our pets, it's truly a clean read on the energy. And what I love about it is oftentimes they serve as dress rehearsals for us, right? If I need to start imposing stronger boundaries in my life with my loved ones, my friends, my job, my career, oftentimes we start off doing that with our pets, whether it's working through separation anxiety or benevolent mm -hmm. leadership, um, they serve as a perfect dress rehearsal. They help us work through it, work through the emotional aspects of it. And we get to kind of uh, uh, hit those milestones together, knowing that it's in a safe experimental place. It's unconditional. Yeah. And even our human relationships, even the most pure human relationships, you know, we don't feel that unconditionality, if that's even a word, as much as we do with our pets. You know, our mothers who might love us so much, our parents, our parental figures, they get frustrated with us too, understandably, mm -hmm. you know, and so we never have it as pure as we do with our animal companions. And that's truly a gift that they give us. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the love that they share and express. I mean, I might go out of the house for five minutes. I come back and it's like I've been gone forever. <laughs> it's like I was just here five minutes ago, guys. It's OK. You know, but it's like they they just they, they just love to shower their love on you. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of us, we need that love. We need that. That, that comfort of that unconditional love and so you know I, I I feel so blessed and so grateful that we have the two of them even Timmy is like I was saying yesterday it's like you know he came with issues from the shelter right because he's he's 10 years old etc but he came with issues and the, the people at the shelter said he has issues blah 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 it's like all right um but now it's been like six months seven months whatever and he's like he's such a big baby you know, he's just, that's all he is. He's just a big baby and he just wants to be loved. That's, that's it. You know, isn't so, that 
what all of us want, right? It's so funny how, how they can really reflect back these universal human conditions, even though they're furry in a completely different species. The way that they meld with our emotions, with our energy centers, with our auras, they can reflect back very human experiences, but in these little fur bodies. It's, it's truly transcending and amazing what they do. Exactly. So I'm, like I said, I'm so grateful um, to have them, you know, in, in, in our life. And they've been lifesavers for me. I think they're a wonderful uh, medicine and therapy also for, for my husband with everything he's been going through the past two years. So, you know, they've been such a gift. Um, and so, you know, I, I always tell everybody, get a dog, <laughs> get a dog, get a dog, get a dog, get a dog, right? Um, because it's, yes, they're a little bit of work, but the, the love that you get from them is, is way more than that little bit of work that you have to do, you know? Right. And I will put a plug in dogs, cats. I love cats too. Fish, turtles, insects, caterpillars as it, whatever you feel a connection to, right? I like to say that pets are not only, you know, the traditional domesticated pets mm -hmm. that we know, but I feel such a connection to a dove that comes every morning on my balcony and coos. And when I lived in New York City, there was a pigeon nest outside on the 21st floor. And I loved them as if they were a dog that I adopted and had, you know, my entire yeah, of course. life. So it's really oh, animals I have this power to open our hearts. Yes. And I have to say, I was never a cat person. I've never been a cat person, but <laughs> I was just in Canada and my son has a cat. And so um, he brought her over. And so she stayed with us for a few days. Oh my God, Lily Billy. I call her Lily Billy, my baby. And so, you know, I fell in love with her, you know, and she was, she would come and she would sleep with me in my bed. And my mom was like, no, don't let her sleep on the bed. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say no you know so uh, you know like she felt so close and comfortable with me even, like after a day you know and my my son was amazed like what what how is that possible it's like well you know, I don't know I didn't do anything um but you know I fell in love with her so she's my granddaughter yeah that's right <laughs> right she's my granddaughter but so now it's like okay I I am I, I love her I don't know about all cats but I I was able to you know get comfortable with her I just like I'm just a dog person because that, that's what we always had with a dog right we never had cats so it was just interesting but we have birds right outside our window and so we have a bird feeder and the birds come there and they eat oh my god it is so it's so wonderful to watch nature especially where we are and and how they how they add to your life right so animals at today we saw three deer because when we were walking the boys and um, I was like, oh, I haven't seen deer in a few days. And then, of course, as soon as we're, we're coming back around, we see three deer far in the distance. Like, oh, look, there they are. You there know, so, are. you know, it's, it's uh, I, I love that. I love being able to see deer. I love our birds that we have so many. And there's nests in, in our yard as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just such a, they give so much joy just by, just by being them and being present with us, right? And there, there's an explanation for that, right? Um, because as humans, animals has, have always been by our side. There's every culture has this story of paradise lost, right? One of the most popular is the biblical Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. um, also, we can think about Lemuria or Atlantis, where we all as humans lived side by side with the animals. We communicated telepathically, we collaborated, we communed together. And it was very much in that unity consciousness. 
And then when there was the decision made that we were going to kind of, um, you know, become kind of split our consciousness and become uh, more entrenched in the duality, the animal said, we will stick with you as your guides. We will hold the remembrance. We'll anchor in the higher vibrations, your cosmic connections, your galactic knowledge. We will hold that for you almost as if, um, you know, a crystal holding data so that you remember it and we can release it little by little as you become more comfortable and you remember who your multidimensional self is. So they've been walking alongside us, guiding us on this journey, um, you know, and whether it's pets in the wild, um, you know, uh, consciousness of the whales or, you know, kind of collective consciousness of animals Mm -hmm. or our little companions, they are doing such amazing work, helping us up level. And, you know, the way that up leveling is such a generic word that a lot of us use loosely, but the, the best explanation that I always gravitate toward um, to explain it is Wayne Dyer and how he talks about, you know, the different phases and how, you know, when we're in that, um, you know, 3D reality, odds are most of us have a moment of crisis, a dark, mm-hmm. uh, dark night of the soul, right? Mm-hmm. And for us as pet lovers and pet parents, a lot of times it's we lose a pet or our pet gets sick or something happens to, you know, an animal that we love. And then we go into the whole, you know, that dark night of the soul. And then in retrospect, we want to know the meaning, right? So in that 3D reality, we're trying to figure out why something happened in hindsight. And then that helps us bridge into the 4D, which most of us live in, um, you know, very comfortably. And that's where we start seeing the gifts in real time, right? So our animal companions barking at us or barking at the door, having separation anxiety, we feel that frustration But rather than having that attitude of, you know, us versus them, why is this happening to me? Why are they doing this to me? It's interesting. This is mirroring something back. And in real time, I'm going to figure out what the lesson is and create change. And once we're fully entrenched with that and we've let go a lot of the energetic clutter and baggage that um, comes with the 3D that we're letting go into that 4D um, straddle, now we get to go into the 5D where we get to manifest and bring in what we want. And it's our animal companions who are truly helping us go through those phases of up-leveling, kind of bridge that 3D existence into that 5D. Beautiful. Well, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like I, I've said, Neo is a lifesaver, has been a lifesaver for me. And Timmy is also just just the love. Just the love always raises my, raises my vibration like that, you know? So I will sometimes, you know, I'll hug one of them. And as I'm hugging them, I'll be saying, oxytocin 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 okay because that's what you get from hugging your pets right you get more oxytocin so i say it out loud and but at first like you know neil lets me hug him for a long time (laughs) and sometimes it's like are you purring or are you like growling what are you doing here you know because he does let me hug him but it's like i know i overdo it and to me you know he also lets me hug hug him now which is like oh my god thank god because at the beginning i could not right but now I can hug him. I can touch him. It's, it's, you know, so I need that. Right. So, um, as a human, as a parent, I'm a lovey dovey, touchy feely type of parent. So mm-hmm. I need to hug my children, you know? And so for me, you know, Neo and Timmy are like my children because my grown children are not here. They're in Toronto. Right. 
So uh, my human children are not here. They're in Toronto. So I can't hug them. So, you know, these guys get all my hugs and all my love. And I need to do that. I need to express that. I need to share that and give that. And they let me. So I was like, it's a bonus. <laughs> that free agreement, right? And it's amazing because when we do hands-on, you know, when we have that hands-on connection with our animal companions, or even if we don't, and we just experience those joys, they have an influence on our physical body, our emotional body, and our yeah. spiritual, energetic, and multidimensional bodies. Absolutely. And that really is a precursor to us opening up to some of our more galactic connections, our more cosmic um, experiences of who we truly are. So everything that they do helps us physically, emotionally, mentally, and energetically open up to the multidimensional aspects of who we are by meeting us where we need them the most. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Um, I forgot to mention at the beginning, so I'm going to mention it now. But if you have a question for Denise, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. Uh, there was something that Laurie said that I just really want to quickly share. She says that there are actually humans that believe animals do not have souls. I do not understand how they can think that and unconditional love is the best. I agree, um, Lori. They may not have human souls, but they have souls of their own. And uh, because they do have emotions, they do have feelings, they do have personalities, all of that. And I do, I think that they do have souls as well because they do, after they die, they do go on to at heaven or wherever they go but they do go on somewhere right it's not just like the physical body is dying and then that's it so i also um believe that uh denise did you want to add anything to that i mean i i love that one of our claims to fames as brazilians is that the brazilian pope uh, you know authenticated that pets do have souls so <laughs> we love that claim but absolutely everything is energy everything that is cellular biological energetic emotional there's there's more to it, right? We know that matter cannot be created or destroyed. That's a, a law of physics or a principle of yeah. physics. So yeah. with our pets, it's no different. Our energy lives on, their energy lives on. And actually they're amazing at showing us how to be omnipresent, how to astro project, how to play in different realms. And when we follow them with that playful, joyful, you know, um, love-filled energy, we learn that we all transcend the boundaries of our physical being. Um, so I, I would agree. And, you know, one thing I, I do say is whether it's I'm working with a dog training client or, you know, just talking generally about animals, it's so tough for us sometimes to hear those different perspectives, right? Because for us, it's just so not true. It so does not honor the role that the animals play here for everyone, but they're working through it, right? I yeah. think we're all at these different levels and it's so wonderful that we have these communities to connect with and to bond with and share our, our knowledge, our wisdom, our understanding of what these true relationships are. And to go a step further with that, you know, as pet parents, a lot of times when we do lose our animal companions, it's not everybody in our life who understands that level of grief. So having community, having, you know, pet loss communities where we get to honor and speak about their role, that is huge. And bringing pets into this discussion of mindfulness and their true roles in our lives it's such an honor to be able to do that with this group and every single one of you hold that vibration. And by simply holding that vibration, it creates ripples of change. I love that. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. And that's the thing that we, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we, when we get caught up in our head, caught up in our emotions, caught up in our stories, we're not present. Right. And one of the, one of the best things for me has been, you know, being present with, 
Neo and Timmy, it's like, you know, sometimes you, <laughs> they want to play. So then you got to play with them, right? You got to give them food. You got to make sure they have water. They, they need to go out and, and all that stuff. So it, it brings you back into the moment, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, being here in your head and thinking and worrying. So, and then of course, when you take them for a walk, for me, I'm lucky where I live. It's so beautiful. I get to enjoy nature and the beauty of nature here when I go take them for a walk, right? And so um, it, it's, they, they truly bring you back to the moment all the time, you they know, do. all the time. And, and one of the, the most beautiful ways to kind of explain it too is through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, that's something that in my history, I learned that in fifth grade and it stuck with me my entire life. And then when I started doing the dog training, it really translated into a, a solid model. Because just to your point, they need their basic needs met. They need safety. They need shelter. They need food. Then yeah. they need, you know, um, they need to feel safe. They need to have exercise. They need that emotional and energetic stimulation. And only then can they up level. And we follow that same hierarchy of needs. So by them getting us out to get exercise, by them reminding us to take a mental break, they're helping us be our most self-actualized self. Um, so they oftentimes lead us through their needs to actually address our own, because if left to our own devices, we're not going to take the time to take care of ourselves. But if it's involving them and their well-being, now we're in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't for dogs, I would not be going outside for a walk and having the gift of nature. And I wouldn't be eating either. Like I, I tend to get caught up in what I'm doing. So then I forget to eat. I forget to drink. I forget to get up and walk around, you know, like. You know, so the dogs help me to stay present in the moment and, and also realize what's important for me, right? And what's important, I love nature. I love going outside. I love fresh air. And so if I, if I didn't have them, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel as good as I do, you know? So, um, yeah, I, there's so many blessings that they bring that um, until you have a dog, you don't get it, you know, and until you're fully present with your animal pet you won't get it but if you are then you then you i'm sure you understand what i'm talking about and i will say um, it, because as pet parents we all relate to those you know we love them regardless we love them unconditionally we will do anything we will lay down our life on the line for them but we learn just as much when they frustrate us right because those intimate honest relationships are going to be able to push our buttons and trigger us so it's also being brave enough to to share with other pet parents like man alive. I love my dog, but Ooh, he, you know, he got my goat today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then we get to go deeper into, all right, what is that? There's gotta be some juiciness, something to learn there. Um, so as, as much as I love the perfect, well-behaved dogs and cats and pets in general, we also love it when they misbehave because in that process, they're helping us clear out our energetic clutter so that we can start journeying into different realms, using them as access points and portals to learn about our cosmic connections, our multidimensional aspects of ourselves, and step into our leadership, find our voice, find our authenticity, um, establish who we are, take up space, all those amazing karmic lessons we're here to learn mm -hmm. together. <laughs> yes, we are here to learn a lot of lessons. And if we can learn them with ease and joy, that's so much better. Um, do you want to take some questions? Because we have a lot of people with their hands raised. We have questions in the chat coming up. So yeah. what types of questions, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, answer? <laughs> you know, for me, I'm, different animal communicators get different sorts of information. 
Some get, I love this toy. Um, you know, other animal communicators get a lot of medical intuitive information. What tends to come through most for me is not so much that stuff, but more about what's going on in the human's life through the pet's lens. Because when we learn about our gifts, our patterns, our abilities, our opportunities, we vibe higher and so can they. Um, so you might be surprised if you ask a question about your pet or your pet's behavior that they kind of turn it back towards a pattern going on in your life and how they're reflecting it. So when you do ask your question, um, you know, if you have anything, first of all, it's always helpful to know your pet's name. If it's a dog, a cat, a bird, a turtle, a fish, you know, whatever it might be. Um, it's helpful to know if they're embodied or if they've crossed the rainbow bridge or, you know, disembodied. Um, and then also knowing their name is really helpful in their species. So it would be like Neo, he's a dog, he's still with me. And then we ask a question. And usually if you have something more specific, um, rather than what does my pet want me to know, we can go deeper. So um, the more specific, the better. I agree, totally. All right. So uh, Linda, you want to ask a question? Oh, I'd love to. Thank you, Denise, for this honor. Um, I have grandbabies that are next door, grand dogs. One is Asher, and he's a Siberian or a Bernice Mountain Dog with a black lab um, combination with a little white on his chest. And the other one is Rue, and she is a Grand Pyrenees. And she just recently came to us about six months ago. And the old man is not happy with her at all. Asher does not like her. And he growls at her and he barks at her all the time. And, but Ruth absolutely runs around and is, she's crazy, but she comes over and visits me a lot. She, in fact, two days ago, she was, I heard her bark outside the door and I'm going, I thought it was Asher because they kind of have a similar bark. And I'm going, what does she think she's doing? And so she wanted to come in. Uh, and how'd you spell Rue? Is it O-O-O? R-O-O. Oh, how sweet. Okay. So um, we so talked about, like <laughs> yeah, we talked about um, a little bit. I don't know that we touched upon numerology too much, but whenever I do a reading, I love to pull the numerology of the human's name and the pet's names um, because it helps me just understand the tendencies, the patterns, and just helps the intuition, the intuition to flow a little bit. And it's actually really interesting um, Rue is all heart. She has that 66 energy in the repetition of the O's. So it's that amplified six energy, which is the divine mother, right? It's about nurturing, caring for the family, parenting. And even if you look at the shape of a six, it looks like a pregnant woman looking down on her belly, oh, right? Yeah. Um, and then she starts off with that nine, which is all about the old soul compassionate. So what Rue's here doing is really helping um, us work through family dynamics and especially with our inner child work. And what she's doing so beautifully is she's discounting the energy, the grumpiness of Asher, right? Asher, who's trying to keep things, his own pattern, keep the status quo. She's running around. She could cower. She could be terrified. But instead, she runs circles around him and she does what she wants anyway. And she doesn't take it too seriously. And so that's a really beautiful reflection of the divine feminine and the rise of Aquarius and the Aquarian energy that's coming through. So every time that you look at her, it's that reminder that you yourself, Linda, are holding this amazing energy of as the patriarchy is going through this rebalancing, right, of kind of coming back with the divine feminine, not taking it so seriously, not being terrified of it, not, you know, reacting to it. It's like, all right, we'll come around. Come on, come on in, come on into the fold. And that's something that you're doing really beautifully and you're holding that space in this environment. 
Um, and I might even consider sometimes there's a pattern with you and a parental figure. So, you know, perhaps your, your dad was a little bit more of that old school energy and people, you know, reacted to it. Um, so she's just showing you how far you've come and the energy that you hold with that rebalancing. And, you know, the same way that we were just addressing earlier that, that message about, you know, when, how some people believe pets have souls and some do not, we have the tendency, we can get really mad at that. We can get really incensed, but if we just hold that space and love and bring them into the fold and show them a different way, they might change their perceptions a lot easier than if we try to um, push them into it. So what Rue is doing is really this reflection of what you're holding for the collective, which is so lovely and so needed right now especially as we go into the 1111 energy, right? Of the 1111 portal where we have choice points. We're just surrounded by choice points right now. Um, so you're holding the choice of inclusion. Come back into the fold. Let's all do this jovially. We're all part of the same family here. And being a grandmother for, you know, that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, isn't it fun? Yeah. Yes. So thank you very much. I'll <laughs> let it go. I, I have another one, but. I have two blue healers and one is just so naughty and she bites all the time. Her name is lady and chief and she is so bite, 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 bite. And I wouldn't know how to, you know, they've worked with her, but she's just that way. So the thing about lady is it's interesting. She has that four and seven in her name, which is that 11 energy. She really, um, she's bringing in the reason she's nipping is, reasons having to do with the third chakra, right? Which is stepping into your power. So she's asking um, people in her family to take a stance. Don't play small, step into your power and stepping into your power and leadership, right? Doesn't have to be, you know, serious and intense, but it's about stay true to yourself and your authenticity, step into your power and be who you are here to be. Claim your creative spark, claim your output. Um, so it's all about feeling worthy to step into your power, however that may look. You're amazing because that is truly what is needed in that family. And so she's bringing that out beautifully. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Lara, as always. We, I love wonderful. you. You know that. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> Thank so you, Linda. Fun. Wonderful. Good, good, good. All right. We're going to go to uh, Safina. Hopefully I said your no. name properly, Safina. Yes. Hi. Um, okay. So, Denise, you know, I have a little dog uh, named Molly, and she's a cockapoo. She's 12 years old, and she's got, she's the one with Cushing's. Um, yeah. She came into my life at a miraculous time. I was actually in depression. And she just lifted me right out of it. And so the thought of her leaving is a lot too much, actually. And it's interesting you mentioned actually Wayne Dyer. I don't know why I'm detouring here, but I've had miracles with him. Um, even after he died, I meditated where they spread his ashes in Maui. I ended up in his apartment that afternoon with his latest book from the co-author memories of heaven. I was literally pulled off the boardwalk just through such synchronicities and ended up in his building and D is his neighbor and ended up in her place with his latest book. And 
he's been miraculous with me ever since. And so I don't know why I mentioned the two. Um, Molly, Molly started talking. Um, So basically what she was saying about that is if the universe is powerful enough, and if you're powerful enough to have a connection with someone like Wayne Dyer and end up in his apartment of all places and be where his ashes were spread, what makes you think that you won't have that same connection with Molly when she crosses over? So a lot of what's coming through is looking at where that insecurity of her leaving and then never hearing from her again comes from. It's almost like stepping off and going into like falling into, um, you know, New York City, they talk about, you know, people's biggest fear being like walking the street and falling down one of those grates um, and not seeing it open. That's right. what she's showing. She's like, these are just beliefs that other people are sharing with you you know, there's a connection, you know, there's energy after death, you know, you can communicate with them after death. So part of the biggest fear that she's showing is you knowing how clearly you'll be able to communicate with her after she's transitioned. Because what's fear, what she's saying is, then she's scared that she's going to have to do that for other pet parents too. And she doesn't want to deal with that much loss and grief and and that kind of thing. So know that whatever happens with you and Molly, it's not going to open the door to this big thing that now you have to carry forth and do for others. This is going to be intimate, but the connection is going to be so strong. Like it's just like right there. Um, so work with that because it feels almost like past life related where you had this gift, people knew you had it. So they would come to you. Okay, got it. It's a past life where you lost a son to the plague or something like that. And you were able to communicate with your son and then other mothers heard about it and they'd come to you and they'd beg you, they'd grab your hand, they'd grab the hem of your dress and they'd say, for the love of God, communicate with my son. I, I lost my daughter. I just want to hear one more message from them, please. And you were so depleted by that. So this is something that's coming up for clearing and I'm getting so many goosebumps with that. Interesting. Uh, but that's what's coming through. Well, I've been able to do mediumship has come up organically for me, but then when I pursued it by trying to develop it, it kind of left. So the mediumship left and I've been wondering, what am I supposed to do with all this? And I have a lot of paranormal activity around me as well. And I've just been kind of wondering, what, what do I do next? I'm, I guess I'm afraid of the loss afraid of the physical loss it's like I I believe I know that somehow we'll be together in a new way but it's the physical loss it's the loss of unconditional life uh, love in my life and it's that and it, it has a little bit to do with um loneliness isn't the right word but feeling the longing for someone as we say in Portuguese saudades right it's like you long for them you love them you miss them um it's longing for someone else and it's that fear that if you let other people in they're gonna grab your energy and your gifts so right now what they're saying is whatever's coming up paranormally or how you're looking at it know that this is your container and it's for you too it's for no one but you and molly right now and just be at rest, like take a deep breath, releasing, being like, okay, we're good. Nobody's going to know about this. No one's going to come tugging at my hem anymore for me to do this for them. Now, this is for me. This is a gift that is for me. This moment is for us. Um, and it's, it's interesting because Molly indicates that when the time does come, there is another animal companion that's going to step right in. 
um, not expected. You might not even end up going to shelter to get a dog. It's almost like they, they are, they land at your, your back door. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I think that's something that's such a great question because it's something that a lot of us as empathic people and connected, you know, people connected to the energy, that's a big fear. You know, we're empathic. And even when we're all starting out or we're playing with our, our abilities, it's almost like if you don't learn to kind of cut off the container and pull it off, you literally can feel people tugging at your energy and it's so depleting. So that's something that all of us, those loving boundaries, um, creating you know, um, boundaries, not barriers to cut ourselves off from everyone else. That's important. That's something our pets teach us in the energy. And I have to tell you, I didn't even know I was afraid of that. I didn't even, I didn't know that about. Well, feel into it. You might not know it, but you might feel it in your gut when you sit with it. Um, So be with it, see what rings true. I always say pet parents are way more intuitive and knowing than they give themselves credit for. So be with it and talk to her about it. I love just talking to pets as if they were my best friend, like literally as I'm having a conversation. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Thank you, Safina. Um, All right. So there was something that Safina said that I just wanted to address really quickly. She said something to the effect of that her mediumship is has left or is leaving or whatever. I don't think that's true. I just think that, you know, <laughs> I don't think, you know, like when you have gifts, they don't really go and they, they don't really go anywhere unless, unless you say specifically, I don't want to do that. Okay. So they're still there, but it just might be a way uh, you need to just develop it in a different way than what you have done in the past or what you were used to or what you think it should be like. Maybe it's a slightly different. So just be open to it in a different way. Does that make sense? Yeah, good. Just don't say that it's gone because it's it's not. Okay. And we and I think we all have that gift and that talent of mediumship if we allow ourselves to step into it from time to time. Um, okay, we're gonna go to Tanya. Tanya, you wanna unmute yourself? Hope you hear me today. Yeah, we can hear you today. <laughs> so I have German Shepherd, huge German Shepherd called Duke, D-U-K-E. And uh, this is my second German Shepherd, uh, which is, uh, they both have different personalities. And this one is daring and naughty and uh, angry and whatever. I mean, we had lots of difficulties with him. But uh, my question is, um, as I'm looking for a place to move, and every time I talk to the agent, and as soon as I hear German Shepherd, you know, there is a silence on the other side of the phone and they say, oh no, sorry, but there's no dogs in this house or apartment. And I like searched for so long and so many houses and, and a lot of like advertisement already mentioned, no pets, please. Doesn't matter the size, you know? And I was like crying and crying because I realized that I may face a decision either, you know, to give him away, find a good people for him. Or I will be like searching for, I don't know how long and I have to move. And uh, so I I don't know why I'm in this situation and I don't know how he feel about it because. So let's see what Denise has to say. 
Oh, Tanya, I'm sorry. I know that is such a tough situation to be as a pet parent. And please know I've worked with so many pet parents who have been in the same position. They go through that heart wrenching back and forth, the guilt, the shame of, you know, having to make that choice. It's an impossible choice, but it's a choice that is a gift. And I know it doesn't feel like it in the moment, but it truly is. And Duke, just looking at his name, oh my goodness, he is potent, he is mighty, he is amplified third chakra, fire, and amplified fifth chakra, voice, you know, bark, loud. And so what he's actually doing is he's providing that opportunity for you as a energetically attuned adult to choose yourself, right? Because Oftentimes when we're children, we are not able to choose ourselves, even if it means self-preservation and keeping ourselves safe. And if we do choose ourselves, it translates to a lifetime of guilt and shame. Even if it's something as simple as choosing ourselves when somebody asks us to do something and we were not able to do it, but we say, okay, I'll do it anyway. And we sacrifice something in ourselves. So what Duke is, he's the shining, big, golden energy asking you to choose you. And he actually shows me himself running in like a farm or acreage, somewhere with a big backyard. He's too big of an energy to be contained. Um, and so he actually came here knowing that that choice would be made. And he's so proud to be the catalyst where you're able to go through that choice. Um, he wants to take with him, if you do make the choice, because again, you have free will, but if you do make the choice to choose finding him a wonderful, loving home that's more suited to his needs so that you can find a home where you will thrive. Um, he will take with him the guilt and shame. This feels like a turning point where you're able to get rid of um, feeling guilty when you say no to people, uh, uh, pleasing others, doing things because you're scared that if you don't, they're going to pull away their love from you. Um, he loves you. He sees you as this beautiful heart, this energy. And he's so excited for you to be able to see that and step into it. It's almost like lifting up your chest like that even and allowing yourself to take a deep breath. That is what's needed. That's what is going to make him the most happy, not necessarily being by your side, but seeing you do that, stand tall and take a deep, empowering breath. Um, so please know if, you know, the choice is here because there's different paths and there's no wrong path, but he wants to show you that if you do choose one thing, you might be thinking in your head that he'll be devastated, but he sees it as a triumphant contribution to your development. You are right. I never chose myself. I always lived for somebody else. And uh, he is such a people lovers and he will play and and can stay and be happy with anyone who comes into my house so I, you know like he's just so as you said big and uh, happy dog and uh, I'm sure he will be fine with somebody who loves him and plays with him and everything it's <laughs> it's me who will be feeling uh, kind of um, guilty because you know well, it's a lifelong but I pattern. Know, I know what you mean. I will have to, if I have to make that decision, I I will find like a, a really nice people because I will be choosing them and and uh, I'm, I will make sure he's happy. And I've Thank worked you. with a lot of pet parents who they do rehome their pet, especially when I lived in New York City. Some dogs just are not city dogs. 
And then they'd find a family who took them in a beach community or something, and they were still able to stay in touch. They'd get picture updates. They, you know, so the relationship doesn't have to end necessarily. Um, and sometimes it's the most loving thing we can do for our pets and ourselves. So, you know, this life, these lifelong patterns are tough to break, but when we have the love and beauty and wisdom of our animal companions, we have the confidence to do it. He wants you to choose you. Thank you. That's so Thank powerful. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. Thank, Thank you a lot. Good. You're welcome, Tanya. Good luck with that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I might have to make that decision in the next two years too. So it's like, oh my God, I'll be calling Denise. <laughs> I'll be like, Denise, tell me what to do. Um, Yeah, that's a tough one for sure. All right, Kathy. You had a question for me? Thank you. Yes, yes, I do. I, three weeks ago, I adopted a puppy and how it all unfolded was quite interesting. I applied online and I couldn't submit my application. So I made a quick call and they said, well, we have seven applications ahead of you. Um, and we can't hold puppies. And I said, well, I need to travel. I take two ferries. So how will, how will this work out? And anyway, how it unfolded is she said, just come here the next day at noon and you'll be going home with a puppy. And I was like, yay. So I went and I didn't get the puppy I went for. I got her sister, which was interesting. Her name is Tallulah, T-A-L-L-U-L-H-A. And my question is, well, I'm wondering if she picked me because it seems like a strange set of circumstances. And I have a second question. She's quite rambunctious, a puppy chewing everything. And um, I know she's teaching me patience. Um, but I also I have her in a crate and I leave her a couple hours every day because I don't want her to be a Velcro puppy. I want her to learn to be independent and, and she cries and cries and I don't make a big production. I just leave. I just come and go quietly and she still cries and it's just, Oh (laughs) yeah. So I was just wondering if you are able to tap in and see if she really is in distress or if she's just. So here's the thing about Tallulah. I've never seen a dog with these numbers. Good Lord. Three, 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 three amplified. So it's two master vibrations of 33 side by side. And then it has to do with two balance, bringing balance into herself and then finding the as above, so below in herself. And so what she's actually mirroring and stick with me for a little bit, because this is going to be roundabout. She's mirroring the same experience you had when you embodied here on earth. Because earth was not where you wanted to come. You felt like you got the cosmic bait and switch. So the same experience she's having right now is when you realize I'm on earth. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> it's like that kind of experience and like the, the disconnection. No, no. Then I want to go back home. Then I want to go back. This isn't what I, what I signed up for. That's not to say that she feels the way about your home. She loves being with you. She's your puppy through and through. She's just reflecting this cosmic sense of this was not what I signed up for. This is different. Let me back, you know, knocking on the door, let me back in. So what's happening is you and Tallulah are going to work together to reconnect to your cosmic roots, your cosmic heritage, your cosmic guides who are all around you. And in particular, it's interesting. I'm getting a lot of Arcturian energy that's surrounding you first, kind of holding you being like, nope, keep it, keep it strong. And what's interesting about that is 
had it been Pleiadian energy, they might be working with your emotions, but the Arcturian energy in terms of child rearing, they are more like ferberize it, like cry it out, you'll be fine. And then we'll get to work. Um, so your experience, when you came here, you had Arcturian energy around you and they weren't comforting you about being on earth. They're like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Sort through it and we'll get through. So Tallulah is going to help you connect back with not only the Arcturian energy, but the Pleiadian energy and the Venusian energy, which is the softer maternal feeling of the cosmic connection that you share. Um, and part of that is so that you can anchor it here more strongly on earth. Right now, we are at a point in our spiritual, biological, evolutionary um, development where we are getting a lot more attuned and connected to our galactic consciousness. You know, that whole notion of disclosure, disclosures happen. We connect with them every day. We just don't see them walking around like we physically expected them to. So you are here to translate those comic, those cosmic vibration, energy, and ultimately messages here on earth. So between you and Tallulah, you guys are going to be using your voice a lot for um, uh, light language, toning, and anchoring it in. So Tallulah may be pretty barky. Um, but there's a reason for it. Both of you guys are anchoring in codes and energy through your voice, but you have a lot of that cosmic connection. And so does she, and she's reflecting back that like, whoa, I did not sign up for this. Why did I land here? Okay. Wow. That's a lot <laughs> for me to process. I'll be listening to this again on the replay for sure. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Process. And then on the same element, the same way that when you came to earth, from your cosmic embodiment, and then you ended up here, you needed to learn how to deal with the 3D reality, with the physicality of being human, with human patterns, dealing with, you know, emotions and how they don't, you know, they might be what received differently in different places. Like, there's a lot of misinterpretation here on the earth plane in the 3D. Um, so part of what you're doing with Tallulah is, of course, doing all the energetic stuff we mm -hmm. talked about, but you also need to do exactly what you're doing, which is the 3D training. So positive reinforcement is going to be really important. And actually, as part of this package, there's a whole module on separation anxiety and mindfully going through it. Um, you know, it has how-to videos with step-by-step -step of how to create the space for them, you know, putting on beautiful Reiki music in the background, always giving them something to do, tuckering them out mentally and physically first, but then also addressing what are some limiting beliefs that actually are tied into the separation anxiety. So just bottom line is don't forget that we have to do the traditional training as you are and then pair it with the energetic understanding so that then we can truly move through it together and understand the root cause. Got it. Wow. That's wonderful. Wow. Thank, thank you. Kathy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You definitely want to go back and listen or watch this again because there was a lot of info there for you and all of us for everybody. Right. So yeah. Good. Thank you. All right, we're going to take one more right now before we do we'll talk about the package. So Jill, you want to unmute yourself and then we're going to talk about the package, Denise, okay? And then we'll come back and do some more if we have time. Jill! Hi. Hi, Denise. Hi, Alara. Hi. I always, I always love seeing Denise. I learn so much and I'm always like brought to tears with <laughs> that story about the dog. Oh my gosh. So. Um, as you know, I have um, Buddha the cat who, um, you know, he, he is my greatest teacher for sure. And he, um, he has allergy issues. Um, I, I looked up the spiritual meaning of allergies, which is separation. 
And he was separated from his mother at three weeks, separated from his brother at nine weeks. And then the allergies got really bad last year when I went on a trip for two weeks. And it's very interesting because you mentioned very early on in the call about stepping into your power and the third chakra. And you, Denise, I just read this last night. You told me that I'm connected to Buddha in my third chakra. And I, since I know, and I also read that it's about being in your power, this, the allergies. So I actually say to him, be in your power, be in your power. And I know that it's reflecting me back on me too. Um, so I'm, I, I feel guilty because he's not getting better. And I've been getting like all this healing work done on him. So I love that. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for always bringing amazing questions and always, you know, you're always well-researched. You never come here with a question without having like looked into it, which I love because as pet parents, it empowers us, right? That's exactly what they want us to do is research and then filter through our own, you know, lens, what makes sense and what doesn't, um, you know, for myself, I, I do associate allergy issues with the third chakra, um, and especially being comfortable in your own skin, right? Mm-hmm. So, which is part of stepping into your power, right? When you're, when you're comfortable in your own skin, you feel like you can step into your power and be your, the highest version of yourself that you can be. And so with Buddha in particular, let's go back to his name, right? How fascinating the Buddha, right? The Buddha, um, if we think back to him, he didn't have a lot of possessions, right? Buddha was this, this kind of life of, you know, either or. That's what's coming through, the either or, either I'm spiritual and I'm, I'm buying into that life and I'm going to be pious and be really connected, or I'm going to be, you know, earthbound. I'm going to watch reality TV. I'm going to, you know, drink my coffee. I'm going to have my martini. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's about combining it together. So bring it back so that you're comfortable in your own earthly skin, because here on earth, it's one of those few places where we get to do both. We don't have to choose between being this, you know, um, energetic being that lives off light. We get to be the people who actually experience things. One thing that comes to mind is I remember I was getting a massage and there was a Pleiadian watching me, a Pleiadian guide. And I'm like, yeah, you can hop on in here and see what it feels like. And they were so excited. They're like, oh my God, I get to set, you know, feel like what it goes on with my body. You know, very much like ghost when, you know, they, they would enter um, Whoopi Goldberg's body. Um, but that's what it is. Teach him to feel comfortable in his body, comfortable without having to choose either or. And then for you, part of it too is when you do the, um, when you go that either direction where you're like, no, we're doing everything spiritually. We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. When it's not working, then what happens? Oh my God, does this even work? Like, does this make sense? Have I bought into something that is a little bit of a scam. What am I doing? Like, I can't see proof. I can't see proof of energy. This feels a little weird. So it's really about feeling comfortable in your body and bringing the best of the 3D with the energetic and combining it. Because as humans, we need to feel comfortable in our own skin and how some of it responds to the earthbound energy and some of it responds to the energy. Um, So that's what's coming through. Yeah. That's wonderful advice. And I have a question. You mentioned that the package has stuff about separation anxiety. Is that for dogs or would it apply to cats too? So it would apply to cats too, because it speaks about the second chakras, the sacred geometry of the second chakras, the archetypes associated with the second chakra and limiting beliefs. And we know that limiting beliefs affects 
you know, all of our, it shapes our reality, it shapes our pet's reality. So the only thing that probably would not apply necessarily is like videos on crates. So like the, the hands-on, you know, dog training videos. Um, I have not got certified in cat training yet. I think they train us more than we train them. But the energetic aspect, you'd, you'd absolutely go through. Um, you'd go through deeper with that. But with um, what Buddha is just really trying to wrap it all up with a bow is claiming yourself as the, um, what's he trying to say? It, it's not like the spiritual gangster, but it kind of is. It's like the sassy spiritual person. You know, like the earthbound spiritual person who can do it all and doesn't have to choose. That's really what they're inviting you to do right now. Wow. I mean, you know, you always amaze me, but like, you're so clear and it's so profound. It's you just... are. I read your energy. <laughs> it's oh. all coming through you. All these messages that come through with your pets are truly a testament to you guys and what you're filtering and working through and the energy with them. Um, so I just get to translate it a little bit and they, and, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> well, you are one excellent translator and I'm so grateful. Thank you. As thank, always. Thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate it. It's always good seeing you. Nice to see you. Thank you, Jill. Holding Great it questions. in New York city. <laughs> All right. So I want to take a minute and talk about the package, which is available at alara.eight. Hold on. Let me, I have to like write it down. Uh, at forward slash show forward slash Denise 11. I'm going to share my screen in one second. So, um, let me share my screen. Okay, here we go. All right. So Denise has this package A and package B. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so there's all sorts of wonderful mp3s and the in package a just one second and then and a bonus and then um package b is everything plus a 30 minute personal session okay go ahead denise yeah so because this is my first time on your platform i wanted to create something that was really comprehensive and um you know really foundational information about the energetic connections we have with our pets and what i also wanted to do is include samplings from different um online courses so I brought a module here, combined it with a module there, because I wanted to give you guys the full flavor of, you know, when we connect with our pets, you know, not only through training, but also energetically kind of what's possible through them, because it's so much more than just having a well-behaved pet and us learning a few lessons along their side. They help us, you know, go to different realms, access new vibrations. So the first item is called translating your pet's behavior. And this is a recorded slideshow. So it's, you know, audio, but there's also slides so that um, if you're more of a visual learner, you can follow along. And it just talks about this notion that our pets are as mirrors, right? And the different ways that we can translate their behavior through our chakra system. Um, so that's a really helpful foundational way for us to understand how to translate their behavior and in the process, open up more to our own intuition. The next item, um, this one's really important. This is from uh, my course, Healing with Chakras. This is a module about digging into the first chakra and building a solid foundation. So with this one, everything we do starts with the first chakra, starts with the I am. So we go into the energetic themes of the first chakra, the significance of one and eight in numerology, the sacred geometry of the circle, which represents the first chakra, and then the archetype of the first chakra, which is that notion of going from victim to divine mother archetype. 
And then as far as the videos go, it's all about training on leash reactivity with your pet um, and some fun exercises that you can do to desensitize them and even do with them whether or not they are reactive on leash. And on leash reactivity can look like anything from barking at other dogs or barking at bicycles to being really shy and, and too nervous on leash or to being so excited to say hello to other pups that they just pull you in every direction. Um, so this is a really good foundational course, um, both for us and for them. The third item is also from Healing with Chakras and it's digging into the second chakra and separation anxiety. So this is really important this time of year as well, um, because with holidays, we tend to spend a lot of time with them or on the other end, we're preparing to go be with friends and family or go to a lot of parties and, and dinners. Um, so we want them to be independent and understand that myth of separation. We're never apart. As long as we're connected energetically, we're never apart. Um, so this goes into the themes of the second chakra, balancing our needs with other people's needs, balancing our divine feminine and our divine masculine. We go into the two and nine in numerology. We talk about the sacred ge geometry of the half circle and how that line through the middle creates separation, but it actually is just simply a boundary. It doesn't have to be a barrier that a lot of us as empaths set up. Um, it talks about going from the martyr, the, you know, people pleaser, the self-sacrificer to more of the empress archetype, where you step into that knowledge of who you are and what you're here to contribute. And then there's a lot of training videos to manage separation anxiety with your pet, and then also go through limiting beliefs about, you know, what's, what's at the energetic core behind it. Um, the next item, uh, kind of perfectly, we segue into it. It's an MP3 about journey to reconnection. So it's about going back and reconnecting with our own childhood, right? When we talk about separation anxiety, sometimes we feel separated from our, who we truly were foundationally as children. So this is about going back and connecting as a child to a beautiful pet that wants to join you. And it's worth saying that any of these journeys or courses, I've done them with people who have no pet or maybe their pets have transitioned. Um, if you've ever had a love for animals or an intimate relationship in your life, this all still stands. Um, the next item, item five, is a guided full moon, full moon journey, and this helps us release. This is about doing a full moon ritual, but it works any time of month where you're releasing things that no longer serve you under the blessing of a beautiful silver full moon. Um, and all of these guided journeys have music in the background and they can be downloaded to your phone or your computer. So if you want to listen to them anytime you can. The next item is clearing through animals, right? Every day we go through energy that's affecting and shaping our day to day, whether it's from our ancestral lineage, whether it's from um, our culture, our community, people around us, or even if it's our own. We're always, our animals are always there to help us quickly clear our energy so that we can vibe as high, you know, to our highest frequency that we can. And this PDF is a, a very quick process that you can do instantaneously um, that the animals downloaded to me right before 2020, right before things kind of shut down and there was a lot going on in the energy. And I use this nonstop because it's just such a quick, easy process that they walk us through to just kind of clear out our energy without having to overthink it. Um, item seven is how our pets are serving as portals. And this is one of my favorite um, kind of modules. 
basically once we've gone through the training, once we've released a lot of clutter, once we we feel that we're vibing higher, now we're ready to use our pets as access points to go and explore different realms within ourselves. So go to the earth realm, understand the water realm with that, within us, all the contacts um, that we have within us, all the wisdom, all the tools. And our pets actually take us to these realms and we soar and we journey with them. And we're able to release what's no longer needed and we bring back what we need. So very much as if we went on a trip to Paris and we brought back a postcard, every time we look at that postcard, we are instantly transported back to Paris, the feeling, the smells, the energy. Our pets can do that for us, but with different realms, whether it's the realm of, you know, the water realm and the mermaid, you know, Lemurian existence, or it's something more cosmic, like our, our remembrance of our time in Sirius. Um, they're able to, just like that postcard, get us right back to that place. So we don't have to go through all the long rigmarole of connecting to different realms. We get the shortcuts through them. And this teaches us how to do it. And then the next module actually puts it to practice. So you go with your pet and you journey into the earth realm and snake brings you there. Um, the red rocks of Sedona bring you there and you get to explore the earth realm alongside your pet and see what you learn and what you're ready to leave behind there so that you have more space and bandwidth here in your physical reality. The, I believe this is the final item number nine. Oh, no, we got two more. Um, item number, number nine, this is a guided journey to align with your crystalline self. So once you've gone through those realms and you've, you know, left things behind and brought new things in, now we can align with a higher version of ourselves. So this guided journey allows you to do just that. And then item number 10 is one that people really enjoy. And it's guided journey to meet your power animal. And so you walk along with your pet or, you know, any animal companion and you explore who your power animal is. And you can do this regularly. You could do this monthly. You could do this quarterly. You could do it on, you know, the November 11th portal. But there's always going to be a power animal bringing, um, you know, insight and wisdom and new skills and tools. You know, this is something that our Native American brothers and sisters and aboriginals really connected with and understood the, the power that the animal world held for us. Um, so this helps you identify who your power animal is at the moment. And then the bonus item is when you sign up for this package, you are invited to join us for a monthly Pet Prana membership oracle card reading. And this is where at the beginning of each month we get together, we pull animal oracle cards for the group. Um, and then we do individual card pulls for each person who's joined and their pet. So everybody gets a mini reading. And I love this because it's very collaborative. So if you enjoy pulling cards yourself, everybody pulls for the group. It's just everybody chimes in and it's a lot of fun. And so if you signed up for this package in November, you'd be invited to the December um, Oracle card reading group uh, group event. If you signed up in December, you'd be invited to the January ones and so forth. So you'll always, there's no expiration on when this happens. Um, and so that is a whopping amount of information and new ways to connect <laughs> with your pets and package A. Absolutely. There's so much there. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, and so many journeys and so many ways to connect with the galactics, with, you know, your power animal, your, your higher self, your crystalline self, your, your inner child. Uh, there's so much here for you all. Oh, my goodness. Um, so the package A is $97. And of course, a two and three part payment plan is available. 
And then package B is everything in package A plus a 30 minute personal session with Denise. And what does that look like, Denise? Yeah, so every time um, we have a 30 minute personal reading together, we get together. Um, I pull the numerology on your name and your pet's name, which you will have provided me um, when you schedule it. And so we start off usually talking about the numerology of your name, your pet's name, the cross sections. It helps us better understand their tendencies, the roles that they play in your life. And then we basically answer any question you have. And we're able to connect with as many animals and energies as we like during our time together. And we can connect with pets who are a lot at your side, who have passed, who have transitioned, or even if you've never had a pet before, um, we can still do this um, and go deep together. And we tend to get everything from what your gifts are to your life purpose, to relationships, patterns that are ready to change. Um, it, it's very much um, led by you. It's very conversational back and forth. And it's always recorded so that um, you don't feel like you need to take notes during it. You'll have access to the recording afterward that you can download and keep um, for posterity. Awesome. And so that plus everything else uh, is package B, which is 149. And of course, two and three part payment plans are available. And uh, also, please use the discount code TACS10, which is a gift from me um, when you purchase. That's amazing, Denise. I, <laughs> I'm looking at everything that's there and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a lot there. So that's, um, that is all available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Denise 11. And so it's, you know, it's yes, with your pets, but it's also you and your growth and where you're going and where you've been and healing and clearing and releasing and upgrading and vibing higher and, you know, meeting your galactic families as well, tuning into them. Oh my goodness, there's so much here. It's like, wow. So 10, 10 pieces plus a bonus and then package B, everything in package A plus a 30 minute session. I um, like to think of it as, you know, self-help for pet's sake, right? It's like when we grow, they benefit too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love it. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So, um, I think we have time for just a few more quick uh, questions, if that's okay. So, Gina, it's been a long time. Haven't seen you in forever. Because I know you're always working at this time. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to be home, and I'm so thrilled that I could tune in. Um, yeah, my question is about my daughter's cat. We've never been a cat family. My daughter got a cat. She's living on her own. And I've met the cat twice, and she's a sweet little baby. Her name is Violet. But I'm having a lot of anxiety over it because my daughter's bringing her home for the Christmas holidays and she'll be here for two weeks. So just want to see what you thought about that. Do you have any pets at home that are you that you're nervous about with uh, engaging with Violet or just it's you've never had a pet so uh, a cat before so it's like what to expect? I've just never been a cat lover and she is a sweet little cat. Um, our dog passed away about a year and a half ago. So we haven't had a pet in a while. I love it. So your pet that passed away, your dog that passed away, he's actually mm -hmm. thrilled that Violet's going to be she. there. It's a she. Bella. Oh, she. Okay. So Bella's <laughs> very thrilled that Violet's going to be there because it is, um, Violet is going to open your heart in brand new ways to new experiences. And part of it is opening your heart to love again, love again, another pet. So don't be surprised if after Violet's visit, you find yourself either volunteering to care for her while your dog <laughs> or has something going on 
or you decide, you know what, it's time to bring another pet home. Um, but this is all about opening back up um, after, after, you know, Bella is no longer with you and just being open to that experience. The fear, the nervous, the anxiety that you feel um, is very much, it's akin to what they're showing me when something really good is going to happen. Um, that anticipation, wow. it's not so much fear. It's more like anticipation because you know, things are going to change within you. Your heart's going to change. Your heart's going to open wider. And so it's a little bit, it feels like nerves. It feels like fear. You know mm -hmm. how in spirituality, they always say, unless it's a hard, yes, it's a no. <laughs> For me, it's the opposite. If it's a hard, no, like, a oh no, 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 no. That's a yes for me. So anytime nice. I feel the like, oh, I don't know. That's the yes. So that's what they're showing me a little bit of is that like, oh, okay, things are going to change and my heart's going to open. <laughs> okay. And then nothing will be the same after that. It's going to be, you know, expanded. And that's what they're showing. So it's actually going to be a beautiful experience. It might not be what you expect, but it opens your heart and it gets you to that next step. Thank you. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, good luck with that, Gina. And like I said earlier, I'm also not a cat person, but I fell in love with my son's cat. And I think just she's just absolutely lovely, Lily Billy. And, um, you know, just, I, if I can jump in, there's one more thing there that they're really kind of highlighting. Um, so dogs oftentimes work more with our lower chakras, our emotions, our grounding, our, our energy in that sense. Cats tend to work with our higher chakra. So it's more about spirituality, exploration, going, using them as portals, going to realms. So that's part of what's the expansion for you. You're comfortable with the emotions, the grounded. She's opening you up more to that, um, the higher chakras. So it's going to feel different than Bella. It's not going to be, you know, the same thing, but it's exactly what you need in this path. And it expands you and there's no going back in the best way possible. <laughs> Awesome. Good. Thank you, Gina. Great. All right. iPhone. Um, you want to unmute yourself? I don't know who iPhone is. Surprise caller. Yes. No, maybe so. Maybe not. Yes. Um, yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Uh, it took a while to find the buttons. But yeah, there's this beautiful, I do, I do have it on chat and um, a beautiful, uh, I don't know if you've read the message, um, Pepper. Pepper? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so it's a beautiful uh, poodle and... Um, Maltese? Uh, yeah, mixed together. Oh, okay. so, did yeah, you see okay. it? I see it. It? It, it. it doesn't say pepper anywhere. That's why I was like, I don't no, know it's no, is. no, no. It's that's the name. P E P P E R. Yeah. So um, she's very, so in the synopsis, she's very uh, funny, hilarious, full of life so fast. It's like when you try to catch her on video, it's you just see like a <laughs> um, little movement, but you can hardly see her because she's so fast when she runs. So anyways, um, the thing is, uh, she, uh, she had to be fed. Um, I can't feed her as much as I used to, you know, though others feed her the right thing. But the thing is, um, I can't feed her because um, she is allergic to certain things. And so, um, but when, but suddenly she, it seems as if she's found out that I, you know, I still feed her a little bit, but now she probably understands why I couldn't feed her as much. So now um, she's the only one around who seems to appreciate my presence. 
So I'm kind of trying to find out what it is, um, what's going on um, in her mind in terms of, you know, my presence around her. And can you and and here my location as well. And um, can you tell me what your name is? Um, Yvette. Yvette, perfect. So, um, you know, one thing that's really interesting about Peppers, as we pull the numerology in her name, um, it's a lot of repeated 75 energy. So the sevens and the fives, and there's the palindrome, the 57 and the 75 side by side. Um, so she's helping you all with um, the seventh chakra, which has to do with finding your, your piece in the bigger puzzle and your role of where you fit in and what you bring to the table, especially not only earthbound in your community, but also kind of you know, in, in the bigger picture of the energetic world, right? Cosmically, galactically, however you want to speak to it. And then five, the speaking and really embodying it and speaking your truth. So what Pepper's inviting you to do, it, and it's so interesting because the one thing you talked about when um, she's on camera and she's like a flash of, of color because she's so fast, it reminds me a lot of UFOs and the way that they kind of flash through the sky and people are like, did I see it or did I not? Did I see it or did I not? Mm-hmm. Was that, could it be? And so a lot of what she's doing is, is it's faith, right? Faith that you know your role, faith that you have a role in the bigger picture and the faith that you're critical in this bigger picture, that just like a puzzle, if there's one piece missing, it's incomplete. And she needs you to start speaking more about that aspect of life, uh, more of the spiritual, the spiritual aspects of life, more about um, the mysteries of the universe, more about your connection with her. It's really about speaking what you know to be true about the mysteries of the universe. Um, and it might not necessarily mean that you have to do that to a, you know, a room full of people or on an iPod, but speak it to yourself. It's about you telling yourself where you fit in in the bigger picture, because you need to hear it from yourself. Anybody can tell you. People in your life probably tell you all the time how wonderful you are, how you're necessary, how, you know, you've done this but you never believe it unless you hear it from yourself. Um, So that's what Pepper's reflecting back is just how beautiful, expansive and extensive you are and how you need to hear it from yourself to truly embody it and believe it. Well, teary eyed. (laughs) It's such an interesting parallel, right? Because it's like, what have you been feeding yourself? What stories have you been feeding yourself about yourself? Um, so it's about as much as you're worried about her nourishment, it's also being worried about what you're digesting. What are you bringing into, um, your existence, your aura, your, your belief system? Um, because man, you are expansive and she's an amazing little partner. Okay. Uh, Can I ask you what, what that means that being expansive in just a nutshell, just like give me an idea of what to look to work on. You're multidimensional. Um, this is not your first go around in this galaxy. So, you know, you're here on earth right now, but you've been, you know, through many star systems, you've done a lot of work. You've been here on earth with many different timelines they're showing. So like, this isn't your first rodeo. You would be the person you, if if this were a corporate world, you'd be like the senior executive. You're not the intern, but you Mm -hmm. keep feeling like you're the intern. You need to tell yourself that you you're no, I'm actually in the corner office. Um, I've been through stuff. I know stuff. I trust that I know stuff. Um, so that's, that's what she's, she's bringing in, um, as next steps for you. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Wonderful, Yvette. Yes. And there's something really pertinent there, by the way. 
Um, because when we are really expansive, we usually have that self-doubt because we have the self-reflection, right? If we think about the concept of a con man, um, they speak, you know, there's no doubt in their voice because they're not questioning themselves. It's almost like when they say something, no matter how outrageous it is, they get to the point where they actually believe it themselves. So there's no self-examination. There's no like, well, is that a true statement like going on in the background? Whereas when we are expansive beings, we know there's a million different realities, a million different ways to, to you know, cook a bokra, a million different timelines, a million different ways and perceptions to look at things. So we start feeling like, hmm, I'm doubting myself because I know so much. It's almost sometimes the less you know, um, the more conviction you have in things and the more we question ourselves, it's because we know so much. Um, so that's something that they wanted to share as well. Oh, great. Thanks so much. I feel like so much better. <laughs> I feel it in my stomach, which is a rarity, but uh, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Alara. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Yvette. Yeah, that was, All right. yeah. That was amazing. I'm just so, um, I don't know what the word is exactly, but um, not surprised, but I don't know. I mean, that, that, they go the deep, right? It's like yeah. they're sitting in the corner, they're playing with a toy, they're doing things that you're like, <laughs> you, you're bringing in those messages. But just like us, they have higher selves, right? So our higher selves bring in all these amazing messages. And then our 3D selves just do all sorts of silly things. Um, yeah, exactly. They, yeah, yeah, Gisela, amazed. I'm, I'm amazed by the quality of the the readings and the information that's coming through you, Denise. I mean, obviously I experienced it myself too, you know, but still it's like bringing it through for everybody, the way that you're bringing it in. And it's like, it's such, it's different information. You have a different connection than a lot of the other animal communicators that I know. And um, I just, yeah, I'm just like amazed by it. It's like, this is, I wouldn't, I'll be honest. I would never have thought about, when I'm looking at Timmy and Neil, I would never have thought about that they're helping me with connecting to the cosmos. You know, like that, my mind did not go there. Instead, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> they're teaching me patience. That's for sure, right? And they're, <laughs> they're bringing me joy, you know, so that is for sure, you know, and, bringing, and helping me to be present in the moment. That's for sure. But I never thought that there was more to that. You know, and than, that's, than, that's than kind that. of one of the big things they're doing right now. And it's a testament to where we've evolved to, you know, before they were really helping us understand our emotions and our limiting beliefs. And they've always held this galactic energy for us, but we might not have all necessarily been very ready for it. Um, so they're the, you know, they're the ones who it's sort of like, if we're intuitive, if we're empathic, we might shut down around other humans. But the second it's about connecting with pets, we're like heart open, no problem. And they're the gateway drug, right? They, yeah. they bring us into now, hey, meet the Pleiadians, now meet the Arcturians, now meet this, now know that there's 50 other layers behind there and things that we haven't even, you know, div, uh, dived into. Mm -hmm. They're always going to be the beacon energy holding, you know, one step ahead for us so we can acclimate to it. You know, just like dipping our toe into a pool, we got to, it's got to be warm and we've got to do it slowly. They help yeah. us do that rather than just jumping right in. Because odds are none of us would jump into the deep end like that um, without them leading us. Right. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Otherworldly is exactly, Safina, you're right. Otherworldly. Um, have they ever talked to you about 
animal suffering on this planet. It's a hard one to wrap my mind and heart around. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like that at all. Um, I can't even think about it. And that's, that's a tough one. Um, especially because I'm exactly like all of you. I'm empathic. I love animals. The thought of that just sticks with me and it's with me. And I'm like, uh, uh, believe it or not, I got called to help build a pet rescue organization, a nonprofit. And so in doing this, I had so much fear, so much trepidation, you know, to the point of, we were talking about before with Violet, it was a, oh, heck no one of the most beautiful experiences I could have done because what I got to do is do it on my terms. And I told the co-founder and I said, if we're doing this, we're highlighting empowerment. We're putting out pictures and images of the after of how we each can contribute and help. So part of the suffering um, that we see with the animal companions and the consciousness is also to meet us where we are. The same way that I talk to pet parents when their pets are upset, right? Rather than saying, hey, snap, snap out of it, pull yourself up by your boots, which a lot of us, you know, experience, I say, before you even try to do training with them, meet them where they are, literally get down on their level, hold their heart, put your hand on your back, be like little one. That's hard. This was tough. I get it. That life was really close. (sighs) Okay. But let's get through this now. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we empower and we shift the situation. And then we do the training. So a lot of the animal suffering is to meet us where we are where our inner child are. So it's to show the the heartache because we're not able sometimes to identify it in ourselves or acknowledge that we went through that because then we feel weak or we feel like we're victimizing other people or we're going to make other people feel bad. But if we can see an animal group and we can say they did not deserve that, we're able to realize in ourselves, we didn't deserve that either. We were Mm -hmm. just as vulnerable, just as little. So In that journey, it's all about being able to recognize aspects in ourselves to show ourselves more compassion. And, you know, they come with contracts. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I've dealt with is, you know, hearing some of the rescue stories I know, and they tell me, they're like, we knew this was going to happen. We came in and we're also not so attached to our body. So if there's ever a moment we want to step out, we step out and then we come back in. Not a big deal. We're here to work with it. And we're not fearful. We don't hold the what if. We don't hold the, you know, the traumas. We move on pretty quickly. Um, So between, you know, the empathy and the resilience, there is rhyme or reason to it, but it's difficult for us. But we're empowered. We can create change. We can do things. Each of us has ways to contribute and help. Oh, that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you for that question, Safita. It's so, it's so important. Um, Like we've... (laughs) We've talked about so much, and then the readings brought so much forward as well um, about the galactics, about communication with our um, galactic families, and etc. And, and all the different realms. Is there anything that we didn't cover? Because like there was, I yeah. know there was a lot on our agenda. There's, there... <laughs> there's something that they want to say about that because everything in the package, everything anybody who's joined, you know, interviews that I've been doing across the years, there's a sequential evolution. Right. So we start by clearing our energetic clutter, learning about the chakras, our emotional body. That's an easy place. We're all very emotional beings. We know how to do that. What they're doing is they're getting us, they're shifting our DNA. Right. Mm -hmm. So right now we're at a point where we're literally upgrading our DNA to include, you know, out of the 12 strands, 10 were disconnected. We're connecting back in our Palladian DNA strand. 
And our pets have helped us clear our energy, clear our clutter so that we're able to do that. So we are getting more multidimensional. That's part of the reason why we're connecting more with our cosmic energy, our cosmic brothers and sisters, because we're not that different from them. We're just, you know, maybe a step behind of following them. Um, But they're alongside us. The pets are alongside us. We're working through it. And we're truly just getting back to who we know we are. And that's the beauty of the pets. They help us up level, not only emotionally, energetically, but physically and biologically as well. And we have so much support in that process beyond what we see through our pets. They have their own little guides too. They have their own little connections and we all get to do it together. So one thing I want to take away from this conversation is if you start realizing, you know what, my pet is mirroring my energy or I see why that is happening. It's never about making yourself wrong. Basically through our sacred contracts, we both decided to go through that karmic lesson And rather than doing it separately, we're doing it as a group lesson, a group project. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's nothing you're doing that is causing anything to your pet. They don't want you to feel guilt or shame about what you're going through. They're going through it alongside you, not because of you. And we're all getting so multidimensional. This is just the beginning. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. And it's, and we're so, I think we're, you know, we're so fortunate. We're so blessed to have this relationship with our pets, you know, because they they add so much more to our lives, to the, the planet, to all of our relationships, everything, you know, they're, they're such a gift and blessing. And I just, I, again, I'm just so grateful that I feel like Neil chose me to be his mom, you know, he, he chose me to, to come and rescue him. Well, I, I don't like the word rescue either, but I like to, to, you know, adopt him from the shelter. It was time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so that was pre-planned. I mean, for sure. I mean, there's no question. And then Timmy, oh, poor Timmy. <laughs> it, again, I, I think that was also like divine timing, you know, the way that it happened. Right. And um, everybody thought, I mean, I, I haven't even shared it on uh, anywhere on mo- uh, social media about Timmy because my husband didn't want to, but um, people thought we were crazy. Why do you, why did you get a second pet? You were crazy enough to get the first one. Why'd you get a second one? And I said, well, because it was so cute when we saw his picture on the on the on the website and then we went to see him and it's like oh I could I, I you know I couldn't just leave him there you know knowing that he had issues you know I couldn't just leave him there and so I think you know I wanted to give him a home where he would feel loved and accepted for the for the next few years that he has you know I mean he's already and Amara, let's let's point out the fact that what you did for Timmy with, you know, a dog who might not have been for every home and you wanted to bring him somewhere home where he felt loved, accepted for who he is. That's what you do with this platform. You know, he couldn't (laughs) have chosen a better mom, right? You are about creating community, helping people step into, you know, the, the, a blossomed version of themselves. So what a perfect match. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I, 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 I never, I never even thought of it that way. But yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> wow. But yes, it's like, I just want the best for him. For the, you know, the last few years that he has, and just like I want the best for all of you, you know, for, for every and every part of your life, I just want the best for you, whatever that happens to be for you. And I say that from my heart, that is not some sales gimmicky thing, you know, it's like, that's, that's truly from my heart is what I want. And you all know that. <laughs> so it's like, but yeah, oh, I know I never saw that connection. See, it's like sometimes we don't even see that about ourselves, right? So thank you, I appreciate that. Um, and again, it's about 
you know, wanting them to feel the, the, the love and acceptance. And also at the same time, you know, I, I think I said this at the beginning or I said this to you, Denise, but for me, it's, it's important for me to express love, it, to, to receive love. Absolutely. But it's also so important for me to express love, to show that, not to show, but to share my love. Right. And so I get to do that with, with Timmy and Neil, like no problem. I get to do that with all of you. I get to do that with my husband, you know, and, and it's, if we can all just share a little bit more love to our family members, our communities, this planet, you know, humanity, you know, it, everything will change, right? Are you willing to be a little bit vulnerable to share your love, right? And so, you know, it's it, it's it's a tough one because for a lot of us, um, we've had heartbreak, right? We've had pain, and so we've closed off our hearts. Right. And so then when we're willing to open our hearts up again, it blesses others, but it also blesses us so much. And so, you know, I, I would love that blessing for you to have more of an open heart and to receive love for yourself as you give love to others. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, I could go, I could go like, you know, crazy with this. Like, oh my God, I'm so sappy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's lovely. And, you know, it mirrors the energy of our pets and, and cowgirl even popped on screen and said hello. Um, so the pets pick up on it. So yeah. thank you for that. And thank you for creating this platform for us all. And we feel oh. like a, a, we're in a safe path here. Absolutely. And thank you for the work that you're doing, because it's like, it is so, so needed. You know, it's it's not just the communicating with the animals part, right? But it's also about knowing like there's so much more possible for us, right? And there's so much more expansion available for us at this time. And we're all going through a lot of change. And the contracts that we have with our pets, with our pets, it's not that they're doing something for us or taking something on for us, but they're with us to support us together, each other as we're, as we're moving forward, right? So it's a uh, it's a, such a wonderful and different way of looking at it, right? So we, we are moving forward together with them. And that's the contract that we made beforehand. So there's no, I always say, I always said, I don't want my dogs, my pets to take on anything of mine. I will deal with my own shit. You know, it's like, I don't want them to take it on because I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to be in pain. I don't want them to be sick. I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to do if, if and when that happens, right? It's like, I don't even know. But um you know, so, but, but I, I love the way that you said it, you know, it's like they, they are coming here to support us and, and helping us as we move forward. They're also moving forward. So we, you know, it's, it's a sacred contract or agreement that we made to be there for each other, right. As we're moving forward. I, I just love that. That's so beautiful. And it just, it just opens up another layer of that relationship that we have with our pets. It's so deep. Absolutely. And I, I just want to say a big thank you to each of you also for sharing your pets, what's going on with you and your pets, because it truly is through the readings that we're able to get messages for everyone and take it from didactic, practical information to the kind of hands-on emotional uh, meat of the messages. So this conversation would not have been as loving and beautiful as it was if it wasn't for each of you sharing. So thank you absolutely. for bringing that to the conversation. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for, again, all the work, wonderful work you're doing. You're definitely going to have to come back because I just love talking about all of this with you. Oh, my God. I love your energy. It's just absolutely wonderful. Um, and yes, thank you, everybody, for all your questions. Because like, 
through the questions, all that cosmic stuff came out, right? We didn't talk about it before that. So all that cosmic stuff, all the connections, all the different realms and healing and what's possible came out through your questions and how we're interacting with our pets through the different chakras, et cetera. All that came from your questions. We didn't talk about it beforehand. So thank you for that. It just, it's just, I'm like mind blown. It just opened up so much more for me and how I see, you know, Neo and Timmy, you know, for, for myself. So thank you. It was such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful conversation, experience, everything. So thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> thank you again, Denise. Um, and go back and watch or listen, please, because there's so much wisdom in this call. You know, just even if you don't have a pet or even if, you know, we didn't talk about your pet, there's still so much wisdom you can gain from each of the questions and from everything that we talked about. So please do. And of course, work with Denise, you know, through her packages, package A or B, because like I'm like, I'm, my, I'm like blown away by the content of the packages, you know, like what's what's in there. So they're both available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Denise and 11. And you don't have to have a pet to work with these packages and receive from them and for them to be a contribution to you. Okay. So just know that there's so much healing and clearing and expansion available. Um, all right, everyone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now.